0: Hey, welcome to Kingsway Caringbah. We are a community inspired by love to live differently. I'm Dave, one of the pastors here. It's so great to have you with us. We pray this teaching will inspire you, build your faith, and lead you to a life of fullness and freedom in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to church this morning. It's great to have you with us in the room. Great to have you us at home. You can take a seat for a moment. It's, uh, it's Jesse Dixon's 16th birthday today. Big happy birthday to Jesse D. He's grown up in this church all of those 16 years. Has been part of this family, and it's uh, it's a privilege to have seen you grow up, young. He has looked up to you over his 10 years of life, and I'm sure that there's something in that for the calling God's got on your life, for young guys to look up to a man of character and integrity, and uh, God is going to use you in the lives of young guys, just as he's used your dad in your life my life, Um, that calling will be perpetuated in Jesus' name. (laughs) Happy birthday. That was better than any present you got from your parents this morning, wasn't it? It's because it came from the Lord. What, did you get anything good? Sky are you see a skydiving ticket? You joke. On Tuesday. Shivers. I skydived with your dad about how long ago? 15, 20 years ago. There you go. Anyway. On a um, on a sadder note this morning, um, Brett's dad passed away at six o'clock this morning. Brian. Was a father of this house, pastored the church on two occasions uh, through the 1980s and I think the, the 90s as well. So Brett and Jen aren't with us this morning. It's a very difficult time for them. Brian um, is in, lives in Melbourne uh, with his wife Joan, and his um, health has deteriorated rapidly over the last week or so. And this morning um, has gone to be with the Lord. Um, so Brett and Jen aren't with us this morning. Uh, Brett, was meant to be preaching. Um, and so we put the call out to our eldership and team this morning and we're going to um, hear from many voices to encourage and strengthen us as a faith family this morning. But before we continue to worship, I'm going to get Andy Hewitt to come. Uh, Andrew chairs our eldership and he's going to just, just give us a brief reflection of uh, his experience of an impact of Brian and pray for Brett and Jen for us.
1: As uh, Davis just mentioned, this morning at 6 a.m., Brian White, previous pastor of Caringbar Church of Christ and Kingsway, the father of our current senior pastor, Brett, passed away. Brian, along with his family, originally from South Australia, first came to Caringbaugh Church of Christ, uh, as we were then called, in 1980, and he stayed for five years, during which time two new churches were planted and supported by the church. One was at Stanwell Tops and the other at Menai. A tribute to his impact and success in his first term at Kering Bar is that in 1992, Brian and Joan returned in the senior role at Keringba, which for a second time, to return for a second ministry was uh, quite unprecedented in churches. And this time he stayed for four years. I had the privilege of worshipping and serving under him and with him on both occasions. He was a people person and always welcoming and encouraging. Ever faithful in service and prayer. Well, there it goes. on. No. Brian has left a rich legacy of service to God and has impacted the lives of many who have called Kingsway home during his leadership. And I'm sure that some of you who are sitting in the room with me today can attest to that, and some of you can also. Personally, I can recall two of his catchphrases. Ones that I attribute to him and I will forever cling to. They demonstrate... They demonstrate the uncomplicated nature of Brian's love for and dedication to God. He would often say, and always with a smile on his face, God loves you and he wants the best for your life. God loves you and he wants the best for your life. Another thing that he would say is that God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Don't have an argument over the theology with him. God said it; I believe it. That settles it. Simple but true. This morning we thank God for His life and service here, and especially for the fact that we continue to enjoy His legacy in having Brett here as our senior pastor, a role that he has held for 20 years. we to take a moment just to pray for him, for the family and uh, the church now, If you to bear with me, pray. Heavenly Father, we just quickly reflect on the life of um, Brian White as a leader, as a man, as a worshipper. We thank you for him. We thank you for the impact that he had in this church, for his dedication to service. And uh, I'm sure you thank him also for that. I'm sure you recognise, as we do, that... Uh, He is a good and faithful servant and that today he is resting in your everlasting arms i want to pray for joan and joan if you're watching we're with you we're praying for you we stand beside you want to pray for her and the the family as they go through this time of grieving now and lord we just pray that they will know your arms around them that they will know that you are a god who loves them and that you are looking after them and brian right now we pray that they take time to reflect on all the the great memories that they have and the joy that brian has been in their lives i want to pray for brett and jenny right now this morning too lord as they are together and uh yeah grieving and for the the feelings that Brett will be having right now of not being able to go to Victoria and to to be there uh, with his mum and family, and we just pray, Lord, that you will yeah take away any any guilt or and frustration that comes with that, knowing that he has had the opportunity to be with his father and to spend time with him, and that yeah, that you you are the one who will comfort. We ask for your comfort in all those areas, and we thank you for him. We thank you for Brian, good and faithful servant. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Andrew. Let's stand
0: together. I'm going to read to us as we come to continue to worship now from Romans chapter eight. And as Andrew said, uh, Joan, uh, Brian's wife, Brett's mum. Um, she watches our live stream every single Sunday. Um, haven't been in the church here for 30 odd years, uh, but every Sunday the, one of the, if we're using the term at the moment, the silver linings of COVID is that um, Joan in this difficult time has been part of this community, has been able to worship alongside us and be carried by our prayers. So never underestimate the impact that you have as part of this family um, just by being in the room. Um, I'm sure that she has been uplifted and inspired and encouraged by um, throughout all of this just by being able to uh, be part of the family here. So um, keep going, it's, um You're doing a good thing. I'm going to read Romans chapter 8, uh, just a few verses, maybe 10 or so. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with the pains of childbirth until now. And not only creation, but we ourselves Who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait for the adoption, uh, eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we will wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for when we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes. For us, with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I want to remind us, as we worship this morning, we gather in His presence, that we don't groan alone. That just in the same way that Brett and Jen are suffering and grieving this morning with the loss of of Brian, that it is. Um, not too distant for us to reach into our own experience and situation and journey this year and know that there is an inward groan about life. The things we have lost, the things we have let go of, the things that we're looking into the future, knowing that maybe we need to take our hands off or that are being taken from us, that there is a groaning within us and all of creation groans eagerly awaiting the full hope and restoration of everything the Lord is going to do and is going the word is so explicit that even in the midst of our groaning this morning, in the midst of grieving this morning, in the midst of uncertainty this morning, the Holy Spirit is busy on our behalf He He is going before the very throne of God for yours and my case He is taking what is the burdens of your heart and pleading them before the Father, He is taking the dreams that you feel have been shattered and He is bringing them back to the Lord and saying bring it back He is taking the the tears that you have prayed and he is turning them into wellsprings of life. He is taking everything that has been taken from you and he is making a new thing. The Spirit is doing this on your behalf this morning. We do not groan alone. So Father, as we stand in your presence this morning as we sing these songs, or not sing them, but we reflect on them. Father, we know and we just receive in faith the gift of Holy Spirit this morning, that he is taking everything before you, that he is interceding on our behalf, that he sees and he stands and sits in a, in the, in, alongside the broken-hearted. He sits and knows our story and our experiences and our feelings and everything that's going on within us. And he is interceding this morning on our behalf. Haven't got the words, we know that you do. And with groaning and words too deep for comprehension, Father, we pray our spirits would groan alongside Holy Spirit this morning. Father, there would be the language of heaven erupting from within us this morning as we together with you eagerly wait and pray for hope and restoration to reign in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, This morning, when Brett sent through the text that he was um, not going to be up for preaching this morning, uh, my first thought was, this is uh, payback for when I had to disappear for Rocky's birth five minutes before I was meant to be uh, preaching. And I went, this is my time. (laughs) Thrown under the bus, uh, but in a good way. And I thought, first thought was, uh, back to the gym this week, and uh, I, I was at the gym with a friend, and we did what was called a hit uh, workout. Has ever anyone ever heard of a hit workout? A high-intensity interval training. We do kind of five or six exercises, short short time burst, hard work, and um, the body feels good after doing one of those workouts. So I thought this morning we're going to do a high-intensity interval preach. I know it's going to be good for the body. You know, just the, This morning, the opportunity that we have to hear um, from a collective of voices uh, with the one goal is to strengthen and encourage us as a church this morning. That as we come out of our Imagineering series, knowing that the Holy Spirit um, has been breathing new things and creativity and, and innovation and doing things within us in new and different ways, um, that he's going to continue that very work as he breathes on us this morning going to be a new life and there's strength and encouragement for us um, and so I reached out to our eldership and our team to ask if um, they would have a few uh, thoughts three or so minutes each and we'll see if we get about five or, or six uh, different voices to encourage you this morning uh, from our eldership and from our team but before we did that I wanted to throw it to um, anyone this morning if you feel like um, you've got something that will encourage and strengthen the church this morning um, now's an opportunity for you to come and do it. First off, I'm going to dob in Shelly Forrest. Get out of the cry room back there, Shell. Um, I just, I'm just just going to dob you in because I looked over there and I saw that God was stirring something in you. and um, I just want you to come and share what God's got on your heart for the church. Um, this morning, Shell. So if you don't know Shell, this is Shell Forrest, one of the greatest encouragers in my life and uh, a champion. Been stirring in you some stuff, so do you just want to sh- just whatever? <laughs>
2: um, this is really raw um, because it um, happened this week, but um, so this week uh, I had no idea how much I was holding on um, during COVID, um, probably the past two years raising children. I was holding on for dear life, holding on. And all along, God was breaking off. Peace after peace after peace was falling to the ground. And I was holding on and holding on. I was being stripped back. I was being refined. And I was holding on and holding on and holding on. And this week, broke. And I broke into a billion pieces and shattered on the ground. And I realised the only way for new life to come was to break into the pieces on the floor. And then when I surrendered and broke in, came rushing, God revealed to me fears. So he addressed everything deep down in here fears. Um, there were fears I was holding on to, there were lies, there was sin. But it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. I never understood what repentance was. But repentance is a second chance. A repentance is looking the other way. And repentance for me was, um, it's glorious. And there's a new day. There's a new day. There's a new day arising. There's a new day arising for the church. And it's glorious. And it's beautiful. It's messy. I'm a mess you can't tell I'm a mess, it's messy but it's beautiful and the sons and daughters are rising up, I'm seeing who I am in God God, it's like he's been showing me, he's showing me he's been showing me, I didn't realise I had to break that's the analogy that Dave's been sharing, you know the, um, trust the process and I was trusting the process and along the way I was breaking but there's a new day on the church and a wave of repentance that has to come but repentance is beautiful it's glorious and um, yeah that's all I can say it's a new day it's a new day
0: thanks Shell that's as true for your family and your marriage and your kids as it is for the church there's a new day for you guys it's good thanks so much Shell does anyone else have something that before we Following on from what Shell's, just want to come and share a few, a few thoughts from your recent weeks and months. There's been lots to celebrate. Jess finished her master's last week. I know the feeling. It's high fiber. It. And um, I'm sure coming off what Shell has shared as well, there's a, a common theme that maybe uh, the Lord is stirring.
3: Thanks, Joe. Yeah, so when my daughter Lucy was four months old. I had the genius idea of enrolling in a master's degree. Uh, five years later, I finished. Last week, got the sign off on Friday that everything was passed, and I get to graduate. Um, third degree. So I've done 11 years of tertiary study, um, which is insane. Uh, but this one has by far been the most difficult, for obvious reasons, having two small children. Um, yeah, trying to do study is crazy, work, church, and all the other things. Um, but probably the hardest time of all of that was this last couple of months. Um, you're nearing the end and uh, the pressure and, um, yeah, it just gets to the point where you almost break, and I did, like Shell, many, many times. But... Um, Yeah, COVID makes emotions so much, (laughs) like, stronger, deeper, more intense, Um, and I have a lot of family stuff going on in the background as well. Um, A lot of you know my journey with my family in New Zealand, so like some others here, you know, I am not able to be with them, and yeah, about four weeks ago, I almost lost my mum, so that was right in the middle of my most intense part of this degree, so a lot going on, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, and, um, yeah, and just reflecting on how I got through that. I look back on the experience and, and kind of go, I, don't, I don't, don't really know how I did that. I don't know how I got through it. It was um, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life so far, and I was reflecting on, um, a scripture that has sort of gotten me through and I'll read it to you. It's one that you'll be familiar with, but it's something that's really helped me a lot. Where is it? Here. Yeah, Psalm forty six. So God is our refuge in strength, and strength, an ever present help in trouble. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's such a beautiful psalm. It's something that is really powerful um, for me and I know for many other people. But one thing I've been reflecting on lately is you know, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. How does that work practically? I think a lot of the time when we think about going through struggles, we look at the world at the moment and it's in chaos. And we pray to God to be our ever-present strength and help in times of trouble. And how does he do that? And the Bible is this incredible narrative and you can see the development of these ideas of who God is in a world that is completely um, defined by power and control and, um, and strength in a particular way. And often when we seek God to be our strength, we often have the expectation that it's gonna be worldly kind of strength, that it's gonna be a worldly kind of power that somehow, you know, we often seek God, rescue me, get me out of this situation, be the power that overthrows the current power. Um, In the same kind of way, it's that superhero narrative where you expect the big strong guys to come in and be stronger and more powerful than the strong and powerful people but that's not the power of God that's not how God works and you can see that in the biblical narrative God is all about subversing that idea of power in every way and I think one thing that's really challenged me in this season of chaos and and just feeling completely out of control of absolutely everything in my life and not having much to really hold on to except just this crazy hope that this God, you know, will exist and will will somehow help me. Um, It didn't get easier. My life definitely has not been easy in any way over the last few months. And I did not get rescued out of that situation. I had to go through it. But you know how God showed up for me? It was Mings who came to church and looked after my kids while I did my assignment at home. It was Bernie who came around to make me dinner, and Donna who looked after my kids and made me food as well, and Chrissy and Ruthie and Kim and, and Ali and everyone here has been part of that journey for me. That's the power of God. We are the hands and feet of God in each other's lives. And it may seem insignificant, but it's that kind of power that changes the world. The other stuff, it doesn't last. It's not important. It's not powerful at the end of the day. It's not real power. Real power is love. And that's who God is. And so when God says, be still and know, that I am God, who is God? It's a moment for us to reflect, who is God? And God is love. And love is sacrificing yourself for your friends, sacrificing your time, your money, your effort, you know, everything to reach out to people who are in need. And God has been so present for me in all of you. Um, Yeah, and I think this season, as Shel said, I love it, it's a new day and I feel that so strongly in my own life I feel like I'm stepping into this new season into a new chapter, into a new day and I have the scars of of what I've been through to remind me of the hardship but I also have the warmness in my heart to know that I'm not in this alone and that's real power and that's who God is and that's who we are called to be so I hope that encourages you.
0: And thank you, Jess, for showing us um, in every way that you have the heart and nature of God uh, to, to persevere and to be resilient and to come out with it still serving and still smiling. Um, yeah, we don't groan alone. You know, we, we, you know the, the spirit intercedes on our part, but what I hear you share is that the, the inward groan is a shared groan. And that when we find ourselves in the trenches um, together, um, working subversively in the, the love and that kind of power, we see the truth of God's kingdom, our working itself in reality. Um, so we don't just groan alone in the sense that the spirit groans. We groan together and we serve one another. And the, the evidence and fruit of that is spectacular. Jeff, I'm calling on you, Sir Elder. Elder Jeff. And, uh, oh, here we go. Here's one he prepared earlier. This was at 7.30am, by the way. Text went out, and uh, maybe we should do more of this. How much gold is God uh, bringing to us this morning? It's odd the
4: things you grab as you walk out the door, thinking, oh, I don't know what God's going to do with that, but anyway, um, can I get you to just hold that for a sec? So, just so you can see what the visual prop is. right? so... Take measure, and let me just do... There we go. Locked it off for one and a half metres. Get away. <laughs> okay. okay. So, I thank God that we... Our lives are not measured by our proximity, how close we are. We were talking in life group... Sorry, Michael. I might have just... <laughs> Change what you've got there, but Isn't anyway. We were talking in Life Group about what does it mean to be in constant conversation with God, um, to hear His voice and to stop and listen. And I guess one of the challenges in that is that, I mean, if our perception of God is like some of the worldly rulers, that, you know, He yells loudly, well, He has in history, but that might not be the day to day experience. Um, but the day-to-day experience for me is more about that small still voice. And if we have to be one and a half metres away, can you hear what I'm saying? Uh, Obviously, if we have to be one and a half metres away and there's a small still voice, I'm gonna miss it. And thankfully, God doesn't measure us by how well we hear a loud voice, but how we draw near to him and his small still voice. And what does that look like? Again, I'm not measured by today, God said this to me and I said that and we had this conversation or whatever. Anymore, and we were talking in life group again about um, the measures, the human measures that we apply of how good is my relationship with my wife, my kids, my parents, that sort of stuff. And I'd measure that by how often and what we say and so forth. But we also reflected that sometimes what we do is we measure it when we stop, and sit on the beach together and look at a sunrise or look at a sunset. And at that time, whether we're one and a half meters away or um, brushing arms, God is ever present, ever near, closer than any tape measure can actually measure. And so when he's looking at us and loving us, our relationship with him is not defined by how close I feel to him, because he's infinitely close to me, for loving me,
0: I hope that's an encouragement. Awesome. But, uh, you know, the, the, if, if God had a tape measure, I think it would look like a cross. Um, that we're 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 measured by grace. You know, what, what goes between God and us is not um, anything transactional, but transformational. And it's the it's the, the the grace found in what Jesus has done for us that um, is the measure. That's the measure of Relationship is Jesus and the grace given to us. So, um, yeah, awesome. Thanks, Jeff. And we're going to pick on now Donna. Sweet Donna. Donna is wonderful. Isn't she just?
5: Yeah, I might be wonderful, but a few weeks ago I was groaning alone, Dave. (laughs) And you just reminded me that we're not to groan alone. So, um, I was groaning alone because. I was having a really horrible week and I thought I was navigating and managing COVID in the last few months since March really well. I thought I was okay. I thought I could do this and then it really hit me just a couple of weeks ago. So I was groaning and I'd taken my eyes off God and I had to have some time out. and For some reason, God said to me, check your emails. So I checked my emails and Passion Translation send out an email each week called Whispers from God. I don't know. I don't always read them. But this day, he just said to me, print it and go and sit at Cornell at the beach. So I printed it. I didn't read what it said until I got to Cornell and I was sitting on my chair with my feet in the sand. And I was feeling flat and low and lonely. And I thought, ugh. God there's got to be something more here and this is what it said it said surrender to the silence there are times I need you to be vigilant and courageous times when your declarations of faith and prayers of intercession make all the difference but then there are times I call you to sit with me beside the still waters so I can refresh refresh your soul never underestimate the importance of stillness for it is in these quiet times that i am doing deep work in you come and sit with me place every worry in my care have no agenda other than to find my ever-present love to soak in my presence let me be god for you the one who is all-knowing and all-powerful the one who can do more in one second to solve your problems than you can do in than you can do in years i am the prince of peace and as you give yourself to my peace that surpasses all understanding, you will recognize how powerfully I have been working on your behalf. Even when you weren't aware, do not strive for anything other than to come to me and find rest. Surrender to the silence of my presence. Experience the rest that comes from trusting me. So I read this, I read this four times, and then I looked up and I would be- because Kernel's beaches are quite gentle and lovely. I looked up and God said to me, as he always does in nature, because that's where I connect mostly with God. And I just looked up and the water was trickling past and he just said to me, this is a passing thing. You're not alone, you can, it's, gonna, it's gonna pass. And it was, it was that lovely gentle voice, God's soft voice in, amongst, in the midst of a <clears throat> time where I'd taken my eyes off him. But he wasn't far, he was right there and he always is. And um, then I came to church on Sunday and it was Jen was talking to Jaron, and it was a pretty big week for everybody that week. So it just reaffirms everything. He is always on target and walking right beside us. So yeah.
0: Beautiful, thank you, Donna. I'm reading a book on sleep at the moment. For someone who doesn't get much of it, it's a bit of an ironic thing at the moment's going on in my life. Um, but what I've learned about sleep, you got your light and you got the REM and then you got deep sleep. And it's in that the deep sleep, the state of comatose where it's, you pick up the baby's arm and it just does the, the whole drop thing. It's the, our bodies actually go into this state of, um, of, of being dead, like literally dead except for and still except for um, our vital functions. Um, everything else shuts down. And it's in that place of stillness where um, our bodies receive all of the healing um, from the day that's been. They, all of the neural pathways to create memories and learning and um, all of that all get plugged into the right places, that in that rhythm of our sleep, it's in the stillness where the healing happens. And if we think about Adam's preach last week, is if you can't see straight, if you're spinning, so stop. You know, the rhythm of God's in, in creation, you know, that we can even see it in our sleep, the rhythm of wakefulness and um, diving into a place of stillness where healing happens. And maybe just in what Donna shared this morning, that strengthened you this morning, that um, there's a, a place of comatose stillness in God's presence where healing will come uh, for you this week. Mm. Thanks, Donna. Ruthie. <clears throat> Ruthie's got some stuff to share. I think even a couple of testimonies as well, maybe, or whatever. You just go for it, girlfriend.
6: Um, I love how God is threading through all of the little shares. That is a real beautiful theme going on. But uh, the other week, I was having a really flat, um, hard day, just from life circumstances, just feeling really overwhelmed. And I did the old faith flip, being like, "God, I need a word from you. Speak to me." And so, I flipped open my Bible,
2: Whoa, hang on.
6: and I landed on Luke 13. And it's about Jesus healing on the Sabbath. And he heals a woman who was crippled for 18 years. And it says, when Jesus saw her condition, he called her over and gently laid his hands on her. Then he said, dear woman, you are free. I release you forever from this crippling spirit. Instantly she stood up. And, tall and overflowed with glorious praise to God. And it might seem, like, really simple, but it just so stood out to me because I was so desperate from for God's just closeness and nearness and to just speak something so specific. And I just love how Jesus saw her, he called her, and he gently la- laid his hands on her, that it's Jesus who initiates, it's Jesus who approaches us, It's Jesus who reaches out. It's him who invites us close. And all we need to do is simply respond to his invitation to come close. And she wasn't even begging. She wasn't even like, Jesus, look at me. I'm over here. Can't you see that I'm struggling? He saw her. He knew. Um, He loved her. He reached out. And it was just such a comforting message for me that it's Jesus who sees us and knows us and calls us to just come to his invitation of yeah come close and just that tender whisper that in the midst of anything to come close and get freedom from what's crippling us I love that line Um, I release you forever from this crippling spirit. And that just made me think about what was crippling me in that moment, crippling fear of the future, crippling of the unknown, crippling of all the disappointment. And I just felt God's tender whisper to come close, let me touch you and heal you from this and bring freedom. And, yeah, I just love that Jesus is the one who makes the first move, that he reaches out, and he loves us. Um, and we can love because he first loves us and we can know him because he fully and deeply knows us and just that it's him who initiates and yeah, we can accept his invitation to come so close. So. Nah, that's
0: <clears throat> I think that's a really grounded example of the measure, you know, the, what, what caused God to act in that situation um, for that lady and what God has done in your life. Um, in this time, isn't about how loud you can pray or how much you're going to fast and whatever to get God's attention. Hey, 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 I'm over here. Measure, 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 and do all the right Christian things. Oh, I went to church. I read my Bible. I prayed for this long. I fasted. I even gave. (laughs) God, answer my prayer. Uh, But it had nothing to do with the measure, but the measure of grace. Um, And as you said, he makes the first move, and that is the the grace step that he takes um, toward us. Thank you, Ruthie. Um, We're just about getting out of our time, but Kim, do you want to come and... I'm sure you've got some wonderful revelation stirring here as you've been hearing all of this, and then um, we'll sing a song after this and I'll wrap us up in a moment.
7: Beautiful. Thank you for everyone that shared. I, um, this sense of a new day. I've been at Platform 9 the last few months, and this week... I've been there um, to support the team because there's been a lot of staff change going on. Uh, So just to bring a little bit of stability while they sort that out and employ some new people. Anyway, this week, you know, and in that time, it's been a bit of a wrestle. It's been a big learning curve for me, but it's been a hard time for the team. Lots of grief and change. This week, I came into work and I thought something has shifted And we have two clients in the house that have complex needs and they've been with Platform 9 probably for over 12 months. I don't know exactly. And both of them got housed in the last week. Incredible, like, blow your mind stories of how God has housed them. And then Steph came into work and they had two interviews this week and her (sighs) face was bright. And I thought something's changed. <laughs> and she's, she was excited about who got it brought in for the interviews in the last week. And I, um, I looked at Lo at lunchtime and I said, something's shifting. <laughs> and she said to me, new wine, new wineskins. <laughs> I said, yes, we've been talking about it all year. New wine, new wineskins, right? I remember right at the beginning of this year saying to you guys at some point, Isaiah forty three nineteen. see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So there's a shifting taking place. And today there's a shifting taking place in my house. I have a 16-year-old. And um, unfortunately, I hadn't written him a birthday card until late last night because I've been really busy. Um, sorry. So... I sat down this morning and I thought I'm going to write him a letter. I don't think you've read it yet, have you? He opened it, he got it this morning, but I'm like, it's a bit of an essay. You might want to wait till later. (laughs) So I sat down to write him a letter, and it was amazing. A couple of people mentioned that silence and stillness with God. And as I sat there to write to him... What I realised is that the things that I see emerging in him now, some of his interests and passions, have actually been there all along. And God reminded me of some of the things about who he was as a little boy and how they're coming out of him now in a different expression that he's growing up. And I thought about how God puts seeds in us and then they start to come to life. And I was having dinner with Jess last night and she, she made this comment, I feel like everything that's happened in my life so far has led me to this moment right now. And so I'm holding in this idea that God is doing a new thing and there's a new wineskin but that the new thing has been inside of us all along. And I wanted to read this quote to you that I came across last week. All the possibilities of your human destiny are asleep in your soul. You are here to realize and honor these possibilities. Your soul knows the geography of your destiny. Your soul alone has the map of your future. And I think this is why God is perhaps drawing us to stillness and silence and his presence right now. Because the things that have been seated in you all along are coming into a new... Oh, you're you're nodding at me, Michelle. Good. New expression now. And part of that is the letting go and the relinquishing of the things that have crippled and the things that have held us back and the fears and the sin and all of that. So I just wanted to encourage you that I feel a shifting taking place, that there's a new day, but the new thing God's doing in you is being seated in your soul all along. So get quiet and pay attention and listen to what God is doing in you and in us. And I love this verse in Jeremiah, stop and stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient path where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your soul. I think that's all I've got. Michael. Like
0: He's good all of the time and is especially good in these moments. You just chuck the screen, Andrew. Yes, that one there. And as I sat down and in my chair, I kind of looked at. This is our new series title, by the way, that starts today. And I, I kind of went, "Duh." <laughs> of course, today was like it was, because the Lord has some things to say. And I'm sure what Bretto in fact, I'm, I know what Bretto was going to share this morning is something of significance because he rarely does this on his way out on Thursday afternoon. He was beaming from, you know, smiling from ear to ear and he said, this word for Sunday is, I never dream. And he said, I never dream, I never dream, I never dream. And I've been having dreams. I'm like, duh, that's what we have been preaching about for the last few weeks. Bozo. Um, anyway, So he's been having dreams and dreams about this word. And I'm thinking, oh, man, it's going to be great. brian has got something to bring on Sunday that's going to just change the world. Um, but for whatever reason, God had other things in mind. And I'm I'm not sure. I, I don't know whether, whether God in his grace and his goodness um, just said to Brian this morning, just, just come on home at 6 o'clock this morning. Just come on home, son. I want to welcome you home. And I want to create a way for... Um, the Church to receive what the church needs to hear this morning. And maybe God in His is so far, above and beyond, and we know this, everything that we can understand or imagine, and we know that He is so good and so near. And over the next two weeks, we will ask more of this very question when we meet. and I encourage you to ask it of yourself and your family as what do you want to say, Lord? My hunch is that as we have been encouraged, and strengthened this morning that there is much more of that to come. That as voices rise up within our community to give uh, breath and articulation to what Holy Spirit is doing in your life, it is going to bring faith and increase our faith collectively that together uh, we don't groan alone, but as we groan together, as we hear the testimony of what God's doing in each other's lives together, that we will rise as a church into the new thing. And that will be an exciting journey. So over the next few weeks Lord what do you want to say and we'll avail ourselves to his spirit and to his voice and um, I encourage you to step out in boldness um, as well if you feel like over the next few weeks in particular you've got a word for the church bring it um, you can do that in multiple ways send us an email ring the office send a carrier pigeon um, however just come and tap on the door on a Sunday morning just whatever whatever uh, let's let's kind of just open, crack the door open a little bit wider for what God is going to say through all of us over the next couple of weeks. So um, can I encourage you to be um, praying accordingly and being sensitive to what God's doing. So thanks for being with us this morning. Please be praying for Brett and Jen. Send them some love and encouragement um, for Bella and Max as well. Um, yeah, just be mindful of them this week in any way that you might be able to serve them and their family and love and bless them, um, please do so and um, have a great week can't wait to be with you again next week or anywhere in between so be blessed, have a great weekend thanks for joining us today we hope you've been blessed by this teaching if you'd like to connect with us make a financial gift or find out more about Kingsway Churches head to kingsway.org.au Have a good one.